Welcome to another Bush and Ritchie Daily Takeaway. I do have a slight concern sometimes uh, that uh, our now not-so-new name for this podcast might catch a few people by surprise and they're actually here for some kind of food-related podcast. Oh, yeah, what, you think they've come in for, like, burgers come, Yeah, stuff. exactly, they think they're going to get some coupon code for, uh, oh. you know, money off delivery or something. Or, like, like me that. and you talking about how you can recreate high, uh, high street favourites <laughs> yeah, for half the, half the price. So, as an aside... A uh, little bit of food chat, just in case that's what you come here for. Um, I bought myself some Noki for tonight. I love Noki. What, what a day you're at. I don't want to spoiler alert for the rest of the show. Yeah. A whirly gig and Noki. You no, are having one hell of a, no, hell of a day, yeah. mate. You really yeah, are. It's not the dried stuff as well. It's, Insta, it's, the, it's the fresh one. Treat yourself. Yeah, no, I know. You deserve it. But the thing is, I love Noki so much, but do you not find it's one of those very irritating foods that you, you know you're always going to lose a couple of Nok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. They always, they always go over the edge, don't Same they? Same with the tortellini. Yep. I do think, I wish there's going to be a forthcoming episode of Dragon's Den where someone comes on with almost sort of like a, a knocky bib that you can put underneath the, the calendar. It should be called No Man Left Behind. <laughs> Because the same thing happens with tortellini, doesn't it? You yep. think, oh, I've got all of them. Yep. And then you look down, there's always one really, really right in the bottom of the sink. And then you think, oh, I can still save it. That's it. You think it's only been a couple of seconds. Yep. Then you burn your hand and you have to get it into the bin like you've got, caught a fish. Look, you've come along for the Home Time podcast, <laughs> but you watch the uh, track and stand. Bush and I will be up against that wall discussing a, def- a Deborah Meaden deal before you know it. Can I just say the one other thing about Noki? I, I think Noki's amazing because it's so, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's so obedient. Like, what other, what other <laughs> food just comes to the top when it's ready to that's, be done? That's a very good point, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah. you, know you know what tortellini's like? You stare at it, yeah. it's rock hard, you'll turn away for a second, it just turns to slop. Yeah, or if you stir it too much, you'll start splitting. Yeah, knocky though, it's like, right, we're done. Yeah. And also, taking a job away from the person who writes food instructions on the side of the packet, because they don't need to say, you know, Bov, just... It's, it's it's clear as day. What you know? What what it does? So you might have come here for the the food thing and thought, oh, no, this is not a food podcast. I'm about to go, and then heard this now and thought, well, actually, this is all right. This is the daily takeaway. As the weather is getting nicer, uh-huh. I thought it's time for a brand new washing line. And I took... No, 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 you'll understand this. It's time for a brand new washing line. I took delivery today of a brand new, and I'm going to give it its its full title because I'm so pumped about this. I took delivery of a forearm 45-metre rotary error. Wow, and what's the name? There's, there's a weird name for these things. Well, you could call them the whirly gigs. They're those ones, you know... Sound that... like kids' TV claymations. <laughs> Watch out for the whirly gigs. They're those ones that, you know, they, they stand erect in your garden and then when you want to hang the washing out, you, you put it up and it, all the arms come out and you've got, like, 45 metres worth of washing line, but it's all in just, like, a couple of square metres. It's so weird that they're still going. I remember those things from, like, my mum putting the washing out when I was a kid in the 80s, like, loads of crazy paving everywhere. And even then, as a kid, I was thinking, that they're never going to be around in 10 years' time. Can I just pick you up on your, your statement there? It's so weird that they're still going. What would you rather have? A washing line going across the garden? No, just stick them on top of chairs. That's what I do. <laughs> just stick clothes everywhere on top of chairs. But here's the thing, right? When it, it, it arrived today, I was straight outside unpacking it, starting hammering it into the ground, all this kind of thing. If you had said to the 14-year-old me, one day at 44, you will be so excited about taking delivery <laughs> of a 45-metre forearm rotary washing line, I wouldn't have believed you but i am i think yeah i mean it is 
I can see why you're excited about it. It's your garden. I mean, the, the other bit behind it is uh, you, I believe then now that there won't be any footfall across That's your lawn. Thing. This no. is the whole thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 it's been put in the ground by the patio. No one's going to have to go on the lawn. It won't spoil the lawn. I can seed the lawn. I can mow the lawn. I can do all my fertilising. No one's going to have to go on the lawn. Because I wonder, you know, I wonder if like your 14-year-old you were talking yeah. about, if they were shown like via some kind of like mirage, you now... What do you, how do you think, like, 14-year-old Richie would be about that? I think I'd be stunned in a different way as well. <laughs> be really excited about the future. If there is something that you are totally pumped for right now that the 14-year-old you would not have understood in any way, shape or form, share it with us. I was just thinking earlier on, actually, for me, um, although I am still quite childlike in my brain, as you probably know from knowing me and doing this show, I do, I am kind of over... Uh, like overly impressed with our steam mop. We bought a steam mop last year. A steam mop? Steam mop. I can't really describe it. It's like this metal clipper thing with yeah. like a stick yeah. and then you, you clip down onto like a like a bit of material yeah. and then you press a button and fill it with water and it bubbles up and steam comes out the end. I love the sound of it. You know, I reckon, say, 1600s, that would have been a dragon. People would have seen that as a dragon. It's like almost flames come out the end of this thing. It's amazing. I could see myself getting one of those. Uh, Kevin says, new car doing 53.8 miles per gallon. Younger me wouldn't have got that. Stuart says, just got a new kitchen sink and tap fitted this morning. I was actually right. excited going to bed last night thinking about it. 14-year-old me would have been ashamed. I am resisting finding out what the miles per gallon is for our car. I think <laughs> if that goes, the game is fully gone for me. And then finally, someone says here, uh, Gold Rush on the telly. I love watching people digging for gold. Uh, this one from Archie says, I, I, don't, I don't even know if this was, I didn't know this was a thing. Laceless football boots. He says, the 14-year-old me wouldn't have understood that. Uh, that's the kind of show-off boots that we put... Someone put a reducer in your first yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Laceless football boots? Uh, Aaron says, I never imagined I would have ever got to an age or point in life where sparkling water would be a preferred drink. 14-year-old me is just rolling his eyes. I do love the idea of sparkling water, but I don't know whether I'd go as far as, you know, them taps that have... Yeah. They do what? Really hot boiling water, yeah. and then you turn something, and sparkling water comes out and it's cold. Uh, it's witchcraft. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd trust it. It's witchcraft. Uh, Matt, uh, what is it that you are very excited about right now? Because I'm visiting a recycling centre for a tour tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> the, the tour is the bit that's sticking out for me at the moment. <laughs> why, why are you having a tour at a recycling centre? We've just changed our waste service provider. Um, that might be the worst year. sentence we've ever had on home time. <laughs> Commercially, not at home. Oh, right, okay, okay, right. Uh, as part of that, you know, entering into our strategic partnership, I want to go and see what their their facility at Scunthorpe is like. So I'm having a wow. you know the well, the bells and whistles tour of it tomorrow, and I am stoked. You know, if that was a school trip for me at school, I'd, I'd have absolutely kicked up stink about going to that. <laughs> that sounds like the worst well, school trip you'd ever I, go on. I would, have, I would have hidden behind the bin smoking to get out of doing it at school. Hey, However... But, yeah, let's fast forward to now. Matt, if there's space on the trip, I'd happily come with you. Unbelievable. <laughs> I shall have a word with them and, and, and arrange one for you. But... Uh... <laughs> Do it. Please. No, this is the ultimate, not your show from a tip, your show from a recycling centre. <laughs> oh, if our boss Paul's listening, this is next level. Uh, Matt, please send a photo into the show tomorrow when you're on your tour in your high-vis, uh, up to your ankles in it. 100% I will do. Uh, what are you doing that the teenage you wouldn't have got the excitement about? Vicky, what is it for you? I'm painting my newly plastered ceiling and it just looks amazing. There's something beautiful about fresh plaster, but what's so, what is so exciting about it that the 14-year-old you wouldn't have understood? 
Well, uh, she wouldn't have even bothered about a bit of wood chip on the ceiling, would she? But I've looked at this wood chip for four years now and I've had enough. So the plaster has finished last Friday. So I've started painting today. I've had a f- couple of days off work. Yeah. And it just looks amazing. Do you know Because you say the Mickey out of my dad. If my dad goes into a house and it's got new plaster in it, he'll put, he'll rub his hands over it and go, look at that finish. That's amazing. It's artwork, that is. Are you, are you a little bit like that with some <laughs> freshly done plaster? Uh, well, it is beautiful. I was a bit peed when they were coming because uh, there was more on the floor than on the ceiling, but now I'm over that. I've got the ceiling done and it looks great. Uh, finally, if you could say one thing right now and address 14-year-old you, what would you say? Uh, whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Here's a question for you. In your job, do you ever put yourself in a difficult position or make things harder or tougher for yourself just to feel that adrenaline? We do on a Tuesday night. We call it a tombola. We don't know what phone-in topic's going to come out of that spinning, gold, iconic thing. Let's give it a turn. 100 balls inside it. They all correspond to 100 possible topics for the next hour of the show. We have no idea. Written in a pub. That's the best thing about them. Written onto those table tennis balls in a pub. The best and worst thing about them, to be quite frank, depends what comes out. You never know. It's ball number four today. Ball number four. Do you have a running battle with an animal? Wow. (laughs) Ongoing battle with an animal. (laughs) So, like, maybe you've got an infestation or maybe, like, I mean, for example, we talked about it on the show before, but do you remember when... Sarah Champion, lovely Sarah Champion from the Absolute Radio family, came over to visit for the day, mm. brought her dog with her, mm-hmm. okay? And then one of the foxes in our neighbourhood that night did a poo on our doorstep. I remember. Almost like a warning, keep your mates away from our turf. Yep. So I've got, I've, I feel like I've got ongoing beef with the local foxes. I mean, that went on, didn't it? Wasn't it Nicky Moccasins and bringing back slippers and sandals and all sorts? Brought me next door's <laughs> trainer <laughs> as a warning. Or maybe some kind of a gift, peace offering, who knows? Have a think. Have you got a running battle with an animal of any shape or form right now. If you have, the tombola has said it wants to hear about it. By no means an active one for me, but comes straight to mind. Number 88 on my paper round when I was a kid. I hated that house. They had a dog. They had a long driveway up to the house, right? And at the front of the house, there was... um, a uh, set of windows uh, uh-huh. that you could see straight into their staircase going upstairs. The dog would sit halfway up these stairs, look out at me coming up the driveway. That's terrifying. It was a big old English sheepdog. Halfway up the driveway, it would then dash down the stairs and it would start running and headbutting the door as if it was some kind of, like, Viking kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and they had a really small letterbox and they had the Daily Telegraph. So I was already up against it to try and get this thing through. You'd have the paper halfway through, then the dog is trying to pull it out. And then by the time I get back to the shop, number 88, always complained. Not my fault, it's your dog. They sound awful, this lot. Uh, And the only resolution was I had to quit the paper rounds. Well, so it forced you out. (laughs) It kind of did. Their dog sounds like one of the velociraptors from uh, Jurassic Park or something like that. And here I am, 30 years on, I don't think I'm still over it. Let's get you, we need to go down there and have this out, door front confrontation. (laughs) I reckon they've moved and the dog may have passed. Look, can you see the effects that animal, ongoing animal battles, which sometimes aren't taken seriously (laughs) by management, can have on people way down the line? If you've had a problem with an animal, even if it's a historical, there's still a chance for a claim. And it can be current, it can be past, if it's affected you we want to hear about it uh, we've got Gary on the line uh, Gary tell us the name of the creature that you've got a problem with Gilbert what Gilbert. is Gilbert Gilbert's a goose Gilbert the goose Gilbert the goose and he's a psycho he's a psycho goose right so t- talk us through the situation what happens when you, you come into contact with, with Gilbert the goose well so Gilbert you know what geese are like right they're, they're quite violent 
and um, he's got this traffic cone that he sort of like sits next to because I think it's sort of like his friend, the, the cone, the traffic cone, <laughs> and and he's well, you know I don't know he's got some kind of a relationship going with it, and um, basically any time you go near it, he, he chases you away. So he's he's got <laughs> he's got some issues. Wow. <laughs> so how often do you have to come into close proximity with Gilbert the Goose? Well, the, the horse is down the bottom of the stable, uh, down the field, and, and the goose is at the top of the field. God, you're so, surrounded, mate, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like, I'd like to do something to it, but I, I obviously I can't. It doesn't belong to me, so um, I, I'm just waiting for Christmas to come round so that we can, we can now, eat it. Now, now. <laughs> you, could, you, you need to have a conversation with Gilbert. We can, you can work this out. If there's any, any animal uh, therapist listening to the show, if, if you can in any way be a mediator between uh, Gary and Gilbert the Goose, please get in touch yeah. with the show. It would be helpful, yeah. I'm wondering whether, uh, I think you know a little bit more about fishing than me, whether this is someone blaming their poor fishing ability on an animal and trying to cut it up as some kind of argument. Dolphins know my boat, and so they stop me catching fish because they come over thinking that we're mates. They are. They're very intelligent animals, aren't they, dolphins? They are. So maybe it is a bit of a ruse to stop whoever it is catching fish here. I swear I read somewhere that they trained him in the Second World War to do stuff like have bombs. Or 100%. Something. Didn't they? they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you never know. Dolphin could be mate one minute, could be plotting behind you back the next. Point, so yeah. just be careful who you're drinking with. Uh, this text says, uh, Guys, my supervisor once removed a little baby squirrel from his office to later find it waiting for him outside after work. Only to chase him around the car park. Yes, that's right, a grown man running from a baby squirrel. We have CCTV footage. It's amazing. I've got two images in my head that are making me giggle. One, somebody being chased around a park by a squirrel. And two, being sat at a bar and looking and on a stool next door to me, a dolphin. Down on his luck. Carl has texted, my, uh, my wife wanted ducks. Right. We already have chickens and three dogs. Blimey. I now have a Trump-style fence that keeps the, dogs, uh, the ducks away from the house as the dogs would rather we in the kitchen than run the gauntlet. The chickens won't even come outside if they see them. My wife has to carry a stick to hang the washing out and I have to walk backwards as they attack the second you turn your back. This is terrifying. Talk about biting the hand that feeds. Also, he's kind of got himself into that um, fox, chicken and grain like yeah. thing. <laughs> yes, he Can't has. leave two out of the three with so each other at any given time. Uh, tell us how that pans out. Uh, Jenny says, uh, we're, we're having an ongoing battle with Gary, the neighbour's cat, terrorises our three cats, Harry, Tilly and Jemima. Uh, we've got Charlie on the line from Somerset. What animal battles are you having then, Charlie? We used to have a billy goat that used to terrorise me and my sister. He'd just let himself in the house, right. chase us all around the house, eat our hair, poo on the settee and then take up residence in like the front part of what was our farmhouse and generally eat all the breakfast and we would be upstairs absolutely terrified. Can I just say, having spent a, a lot of my life in Somerset, that's just a normal Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie, that was back in the day. Who's, uh, who's terrorising you right now? Oh, seriously, we've got a pair of magpies right. that every morning... We'll just go at like five o'clock in the morning. Right. That's two though. Like, so is that two two magpies? So that's two for joy. Obviously, if you're going to do the rhyme, one for sorry, two for joy. That's good. Yeah, no, ain't good. Not at five o'clock in the morning, and I need my beauty sleep. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So then I give up, and you think, oh, fuck, I'm downstairs, and we've got this really, really fat pigeon. And it broke, my, my son made the bird table, and no lie, it sat on the bird table, and the bird table, like, went at a 45-degree angle. 
and then it likes to sit. Just when I'm, you know, thinking, oh, I can sit down, watch a nice film, or a bit of Quantum Leap, because you've got to love a bit of that in the evening. Yeah. And yep. He will sit on the TV, Ariel, and then all you get is, like, jittery, uh, 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 signal, and then it, like, freezes, and then it turns channel without you even... How'd you get him off, then? So, say he's ruining Quantum Leap, which would be a nightmare. How'd you get him off when he's up there? I have been known to go out there and go, shoo, shoo, and, yeah, my neighbours laugh at me, and I'm just... It, he does my head in. Charlie... Great value. Three different Amazing. incidents for one call. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, my love. Uh, we had uh, uh, Gary earlier on. Gary with the, the geese in South End. Do you remember yep. him? Uh, getting terrorised by this geese. Uh, was he called Gary or was the, was the geese called... Was the goose called Gilbert? Gilbert the goose was scaring Gary. That's it. All the Gs. It sounds like a headline from the 80s, like a red top paper. <laughs> uh, someone says, we've got a trick to deal with angry geese. Apparently you're supposed to raise one arm above, tuck the other arm like a little teapot behind you, flap it, making you look like the bigger goose. I think you would definitely look like a goose, that's for certain. But that is for sure. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Any old iron? Any old iron? Any, any, any old iron? What a Song. Do you remember that song? Are, are they still a thing? Uh, iron Iron Men? Is that what you call them? An Iron Man? No. Well, they're, they're, you're, you're Iron Men, I think, are your West Ham fans, but your Rag and Bone Men, definitely a thing. Oh, yeah, and also they're the ones that wear wetsuits and swim for a bit and then that's it. go on a bike. <laughs> so that's a Rag and Bone Man. Rag and Bone Man. Rag yeah. and Bone Man. I mean, I know he's obviously in the charts and stuff, but his ilk <laughs> will go around, I believe, back in the olden days uh, in the lorry collecting bits of iron. The reason I ask is our massive old aerial is still down the side of our house from the storms mm. a couple of weeks ago. That plus a load of guttering came down. It's pretty big. It's about, I don't know, nine or ten feet tall, our uh, aerial, made of iron, I think. And I'm just thinking, what do I do? How do I get in touch with these people? Do you go do you go down to like a like a, a car park at night and or, or do you have a symbol? How, how does the iron monger, um, you know, rag and bone man know that you have iron to give? Do you know what? Um our close cul-de-sac, whatever you want to call it, has um it has a weekly visit from a rag and bone man. Oh, really? Comes down in like a flatbed truck, um, and then they've got like a, uh, a loudspeaker that they speak into, saying, "I won't, <laughs> I won't do the accent." <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> Has anyone got any junk? <laughs> you avoided a diplomatic <laughs> incident. There. I did. Yeah, is what they say. Um, yeah, once once a week. Well, this is it. If there's any way of getting in touch, I'd love to know if you've if you've you know one or you've got one. And like, I mean, that's quite weird. He's got. To say it out the top of his van at the speaker. <laughs> uh, uh, William has just tweeted to say, uh, there's one that goes around Leon C apparently every week. And here's the weird bit. He says, I heard his bells today on Pall Mall, which is one of the roads. Now you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 traditionally, they just ring a bell. What is this? Bring out your dead. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, Susie says, ask on your local Facebook group. We have one with a loud hailer that drives, well, they drives around a transit flatbed. Maybe it's just one bloke. <laughs> <laughs> going around all the time. Uh, uh, Richard says they uh, they were before lockdown in vans with wire cages and loudspeakers echoing a call akin to the vocalisations of the War of the Worlds Martians. <laughs> Mike says my granddad was one, but that was nearly 80 years ago, so uh, I don't reckon that Mike's granddad is, shall we say, still active. Well, that's, that's not helpful, and also the people who've been tweeting in photos of Steptoe and Son, that ain't going to help either, thanks. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. In these dark times, moments of, like, goodness, it's a bit of a beacon of hope because mm. it can be so grim that is why uh, when uh, a lad called Max a 12 year old lad called Max was brought to our attention uh, we just thought we've got to find out more about this story he's been camping outside for nearly two years for charity and we thought right we've got to get uh, some more detail on this we've got his mum Rachel on the line now to find out more uh, Rachel welcome to Home Time thank you thank you for having me on you must be a very proud mum 
Oh my gosh, ridiculously proud. Well, Rachel, <laughs> let's go back to the very beginning. Tell us about Max and tell us why he's ended up doing this amazing thing where he's been camping outside for, for so many nights. So we had a lovely neighbour and friend called Rick and it must have been the Christmas 2019. Sadly, Rick knew that he was ill and wasn't going to get better. So he came across to our house and he had this little tent and he gave it to Max and he said that he wanted him to have an adventure in it. And then Rick died in the February and sort of rolled on to the March and lockdown hit. And Max decided that, you know, life was really strange and he wasn't going to school and he wasn't seeing friends. So he asked if he could camp out in the garden in Rick's tent. So we sort of relented and said, OK, you can do it. And then after a few days, he said he was really enjoying it. Could he try and raise £100 for the hospice and do a fundraising page? And um, I'm ashamed to say that I did actually just say to him, oh, sweetie, that's, you know, really lovely idea. Um, but I don't think people will really be interested in the fact that you're sleeping in the garden. Um, <laughs> Rachel, would it be fair to say that £594,000 later you've been proven wrong? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and he just keeps going because he realises what it's doing for the hospice. And now he's trying to get other children involved at the end of his two years to do this big camp out, which I think is just lovely. So we'll come to that in a second. That's an amazing thing. And, as, you know, people listening to this right now can actually, you know, get involved with Max, which is brilliant. How did, as a parent, though, and there are so many pitfalls when they get towards being teenagers and, you know, don't want to do anything or getting out of bed at midday and all that kind of stuff. Uh, how is that for you as a parent, uh, this this amazing thing that your son's doing? It's, it's really strange because there's one side of us that we are so proud of what he's done. But then I think any parent can appreciate that usually the last thing you do before you go to bed is you go and check on them. So to actually know that they're outside by themselves, it can be really worrying. And I think probably for the first six months, I really slept terribly. But he was just determined that he wanted to do it. Rachel, I think we're going to have to put in a call over the next couple of days and uh, chat to uh, this formidable young lad himself. Tell us about this big camp out then. Is this comes towards the end of his, his two, two years of camping oh, yes, out. Yes, So Max has got a little bit of a bee in his bonnet because he said that any time a child does fundraising, they're told what they're doing, how they're doing it, and who they're fundraising for, which he thinks is really unfair. So what he wanted to do was have a big event where children can get involved so they can choose to make a den on the bedroom floor or they can camp outside for the first time by themselves or as a family. And they get to choose which charity they fundraise for. But unlike sort of just doing a, a, a page by themselves, there's a banner page, which is Max's big camp out. Yeah. So all of the children get to see what they've been able to do as a collective. Even for me, I'd love to do that. So people can get involved. Also, uh, his Twitter account is fantastic, so you can see what Max has been up to, uh, and that is at the boy in the tent. So, uh, Rachel, what an amazing lad. Uh, we would urge anyone listening right now to get involved. They can they can still give and donate to Max's fund. He's raising an amazing amount of money, can't they? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to get a link up on the Absolute Radio Twitter so people can uh, go and have a look. Um, not just at Max's Twitter, the boy in the tent, as Bush says, but uh, also the Just Giving page and uh, help out the uh, the hospice and find out the details about the big camp out on the 26th of March. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Brilliant to speak to Rachel and find out about Max. And if you want to donate, uh, follow us on Twitter at Absolute Radio. We've just posted the link. In the meantime, though... 
You could be winning a pair of tickets to see Ed Sheeran play the Royal Albert Hall next week in aid of the Teenage Cancer Trust, a charity that is close to our hearts. The Teenage Cancer Trust offers support for young people and their yearly series of gigs that they put on goes a long way to help raise not only awareness but vital funds for the important work that they do. Uh, so to win these tickets, we are looking for super fans of Ed Sheeran. We have reversed a classic song from Ed Sheeran. You would have heard yesterday with the Madness one. What have we got today? If you can give us the name of the song, you could be win the, uh, winning the tickets. Let's have a listen. Do you know what this is? Do you know, weirdly, I feel like I've heard that before. Molly, how are you, Molly? Hello, I'm a little bit shocked. But yeah, I'm good, thank you. You sound lively, you sound lively on a Tuesday night. Uh, Molly, what's your secret? Um, I don't know. Um, Are you at the ferry terminal? (laughs) No, no, no. Submarine? So what's going on? What's that noise in the background? That, that, oh, that's uh, the Alexa timer. Dinner's ready. Oh, right. Oh, okay. well, we'll, we'll rattle through this. <laughs> Sorry about this. Get in the way. <laughs> Molly, what was the song? Uh, is it the A-team? Is it the A-team? Let's have a listen. Well, yes. Congratulations. You're off to see Ed Sheeran at the Royal Albert Hall in support of the Teenage Cancer Trust. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We've got a crowd there and everything. Do tell us what you're having for tea, by the way, Molly. We are, we are curious now that the time has gone off. <laughs> Uh, we've got quiche, uh, salad, and roasted new potatoes. You're the only person <laughs> in this current era that still eats quiche along with my mum. Oh, I love a quiche. Is it love a Lorraine? A it's got to be a Lorraine. No, it's not actually. It's uh, what is it? It's goat, goat cheese and caramelised onion. Someone's doing it right for themselves. <laughs> Molly, you're crazy, and we love you. Uh, have a rest, an amazing rest of your evening. All right. Lovely, thank you very much. Eating quiche just gets better and better for those wow. guys. Look, if you weren't lucky enough to have quiche or win the tickets, then you can still buy yours now at absoluteradio.co.uk. The Teenage Cancer Trust are presenting a series of gigs for the whole week, including the likes of Liam Gallagher, The Who, and a very special comedy night. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, we're on a quest to find the best decade, aren't we? Are we uh, we're dedicating a week to each decade on Home Time. We're very thorough in our investigations. This week's all about the 80s. If you go to our Facebook page at the moment, we're asking you a very interesting, insightful question about your childhood. Uh, We want you to tell us what theme tune from a TV programme makes you feel like it's time to go to bed. Do you remember when you were a kid and you were in your dinosaur PJs with wet hair, having had a bath or whatever, and then there was as soon as a certain programme came on, your parents would go, right, hey, you, in bed. Always. What is that theme tune? Always for me, Juliet Bravo. That was oh. that was the program that no matter how busy the week was, there was no staying up past Juliet Bravo. That was the one that mum and dad were watching. That was the one where I was packed right upstairs. Do you know what? I used to was it, be obsessed with Juliet Bravo's uh, dog breeds poster <laughs> behind the main desk. They had just a poster of every dog breed going. <laughs> what was that about? They had a dog, dog problem going on there? Dog crime? Uh, for me, it was That's Life with Esther Ransom. Yeah. That was a proper grown-ups programme. Uh, there's some great stuff coming on our Facebook page do tell us about uh, what was the programme that made you have to go to bed uh, Roy Backer says Minder right cracker from the 80s uh, still great show I, I would enjoy watching an episode of Minder right now uh, the South Bank show says Dave Reeves who obviously lived in a very arty house you, I, I, I remember that and I was quite glad to go to bed 
<laughs> For me, and there's, there's a lot of these coming in on our Facebook page, a lot of people suggesting, and I agree with this, Tales of the Unexpected. Yes. Do you remember that? And it had that woman uh, dancing, the silhouette of the woman. And as like an 11-year-old lad, I was like, whoa. <laughs> da, na, 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 with the cards. And then it suddenly changes, gets sinister then, and goes to tarot. And you go, oh. Little bit different, Hazel sang Dallas. Mum used to let oh, me stay yeah. up for the theme tune, but as soon as that stopped, off to bed. Uh, and I love this one from Paul White. Bergerac. Oh, wow. So can we can we think of the theme tunes? Wow. 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 Get yourself to bed. For me, and there's, there's a lot of these coming in on our Facebook page, a lot of people suggesting, and I agree with this, Tales of the Unexpected. Yes. Do you remember that? And it had that woman uh, dancing, the silhouette of the woman. And as like an 11-year-old lad, I was like, whoa. <laughs> da, na, 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 with the cards. And then it suddenly changes, gets sinister then, and goes to tarot. And you go, Little bit different, Hazel sang Dallas. Mum used to let oh, me stay yeah. up for the theme tune, but as soon as that stopped... Off to bed. Uh, and I love this one from Paul White. Bergerac. Oh, wow. So can we can we think of the theme tunes? Wow. 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 Get yourself to bed. This is The Daily Takeaway. So there you go, another episode of uh, Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, thank you for all of you who have been getting in touch uh, with your emails. Um, Mark them knocky at hometimeatabsoluteradio.co.uk. <laughs> don't knock it. What? <laughs> what are you saying? Is this a, is this a knocky knock joke? Please yeah. don't do... How can you... We've had a great show tonight and this is the last thing. <laughs> I remember working in customer service quite a bit, and it's like, you know, whatever you leave the customer with, it's the final part of their meal in a restaurant. Okay. That's what they'll go with. Let's workshop it, because there's a joke in there. How would that have been better? Well, don't knock it until you try it. would have been all right. Potato-based Italian meals. Don't knock it. See, no, that's still quite no, bad. That's uh, Look, we don't, we, don't, we don't in any way... Uh, uh, pretend to have the answer to this we've got this is a terrible out we don't know how to end this podcast uh, so if you maybe retrospectively would like to give us the pun or give Richie the pun that could have could have literally sent him into glory this evening but it's in anything if anything his good work at the start of the show has been undone please don't tweet it because that would be public domain okay just yeah, yeah, privately yeah. email us yeah. <laughs> at absoluteradio.co.uk what goes on in the podcast stays in the podcast <laughs>